Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. It is your host, Jenna. I am here with Ray Torrance out of Akron, Ohio with Coach Ray's Fitness Club. How are you doing, Ray? Doing good. Thank you for having me. Good, good. Yeah, first thing, I want to thank you for being here. I want to thank you for volunteering as tribute, coming on here and, you know, being able to share the ups and downs of being a gym owner. I think it's huge for people that even five years ago didn't have a resource like this going into the fitness industry. So very thankful to have you here today. Thank you, thank you. Awesome, awesome. Let's do this, right? Uh, let's kind of yes. lay out the scene, paint the pictures for the listeners to fully understand a little bit about you. So tell us how you know, you knew it was the right time to get into the fitness industry and become a business owner and what led you from the start to kind of where you are now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, what got me into uh, fitness is um, I'm an ath- uh, ex-athlete um, and just learning how to, to, to train my body to keep me uh, less injury, uh, injury-free, things like that nature. But the uh, COVID the pandemic hit and everybody was sitting and maintaining and uh, getting uh, comfortable. I call it comfortable weight. So it's mm-hmm. over the weight that you're, <laughs> you're really at. Right. And with me and with me and I was, I was staying active. Gyms was closed. So everybody thinks oh, the gyms are closed. There's nothing else you can do. Uh, yeah. It's a lot of things you can do. And then I started doing it. I kept on doing it because you got to stay active. So um, a couple of buddies of mine started asking me, what am I doing? And uh, by working out, so I started showing them, telling them, giving them a little advice and whatnot. And they started coming over. Uh, one thing led to another is uh, working out wise and um, people just start trending by the word of mouth. Uh, uh, about Ray, he has a gym. Well, he don't have a gym, but he's doing a, a personal training type thing for free and just staying in shape trying to fight the pandemic because they talked about the immune system so when that happened and occurred and they start letting people out fast forward they start letting people out and things like that nature and um i started up a personal training not a gym just a personal training to teach people how to uh stay flexible and um you know get their balance right and get their immune system eat right in the basement so uh, it went from there i started naming it my name because everybody started calling me coach right because I was a basketball coach and it went from there and people started hearing me I started making slots 5 30 6 30 7 30 that's it in my basement so everybody started coming and started filling up filling up so it was getting to a point it was so many people filling up the slots in the household I had to go um, outside the house because it was just too much traffic and um I jumped into it because it was my passion. I already doing it for free. So when you're doing something, you don't consider it's your job that you like it. So um, it just happened. Just yeah. happened. So I rolled with it. Yeah. Um, so Yeah, definitely. I love that. And I think, um, and people that have listened to previous episodes of mine that I've done on the podcast, you'll hear me say this. And I say it often to people, but you are like the perfect example of it is find something you would do for free and then find a way to get paid for it. So you were quite literally doing it for free because you loved yeah. it. And now you're like, well, you know what I mean? This is my passion project, but I should also, I understand money makes the world go around. 
If I'm yeah. bringing money in, I can put back into these people that I value, that I train. You know, it's a it's a cycle of, you know, upping that value. So you totally were like, okay, I would do this for free. I've been doing it for free, but now yeah. I'm going to find a way to make this kind of my full-time gig, give or take, right? right? Yeah. Right. Cool. Right. So you um, were, so that's pretty cool. I think, I think your, your story coming up is similar to a lot of people is, you know, you kind of into the fitness industry yourself, you know, loved working out yourself. And then it went into like, I could really hone in on showing people how to do this. And then yes. you did it in your home, which a lot of people do until they realize I have no space and I see the potential here. And it's yes. pretty cool that you jumped on getting your own brick and mortar facility pretty quickly. Cause a lot of people, unfortunately drag their feet in that aspect. They five years turns to 10, 10 turns to 20 and they never do it. So I kudos mm -hmm. to you for kind of hopping on that and doing it. So yeah, well, the absolutely. Thing is, yeah, I like to jump in on that because the thing is you, if you always tell my clients, um, if you don't invest in yourself, but you'll put 100% an investment in somebody else, you're not going to get the results or the worries that you need to to build, you know, right. the perfect or whatever that you're into. So I invested and I jumped in 100%, no matter if I fall, because you never lose, you learn from it. Yeah. And if you lose, if you don't learn from it, that's when you lose. I'm learning yeah, yeah. a lot and I'm still winning, you know, mm -hmm. and money is a tool to get where you want to go. And that's yes. what I tell my right. clients, mm -hmm. invest in yourself. Yeah, that's huge. And I think a lot of people are definitely scared to take that leap like you did because it's that fear of the unknown. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think the best thing that's helped me personally in taking big leaps and with, with things is telling myself what's, what's the worst thing that can happen as I come back to my current reality. Yeah. I've been doing it. I, I know what that's like. I'm familiar with it. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's the worst thing I can handle it. So yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So you've been in your brick and mortar facility now for how long? Oh, uh, we're looking at about give or take about six months. Six months. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, about six months, close to six. Yeah, that's exciting. Awesome. So yeah. what I want you to to tell the listeners here at Coach Ray's Fitness Club is kind of walk them through what you offer to so the business model. What do you offer? What's the bread and butter? What is, you know, the main attraction, if you will, at the facility? All right, the facility. Um, make it nice and simple. I do make it nice and simple. I offer group classes, um, anywhere from two and up, uh, not age wise, but two and um, as groups, all the way up until the way with my facility set up, up to eight to eleven. I say two to eleven for classes, and I do three hours uh, slots, uh, five thirty, six thirty, and seven thirty in the evening because they are busy in the morning. Then I also um, do one-on-one -on -one sessions. Um, and one-on-one -on -one sessions is just private, motivational, uh, getting you uh, to where you need to get to faster. Yeah. And it is, even a lot of fitness trainers understand when I say faster to your results, there's different workouts because you have to do a certain amount to get if you're, if you're competing. You only got so, you know, short amount of weeks. You weight training, you got eight weeks. If you're doing an athletic sport, you only need four weeks. Right. It's just how much you have to do within those days. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and that's what I offer with those two. And um, then I work out. I go to um, nursing homes and I uh, go up there and uh, work out with them. Also working on the flexibility, balance and uh, mobility, because uh, the older you get, 
the uh, the harder it is to stay um, yeah. injury free. <laughs> yeah, no, so absolutely. That, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah. that's very cool. I think I heard someone one time say, you know, you, you get you you feel old when you start acting old. You know, when you stop. Yeah. So it's like keep moving, don't stop. So I think that's mm-hmm. huge that you're doing that because that's when I feel like older generations start to really feel it is when they stop, they stop moving. So I think that's cool. That's really cool that you're doing that. And I think um, also your brick and mortar business model, I think is in my opinion, one of the best because it's, it, it's makes so much sense to do group classes and be able Mm -hmm. to make the most sense of your time because you're one person, right? It makes, Mm -hmm. you know, to, to be able to have you on 11 people, or however many at one time that makes the most sense rather than, you know, uh, just straight up individual sessions all day long, you would be burnt out. You would be burnt out. You'd be trading time for dollars at that point. And I think you're, you're very right in the one-on-one sense is it's more intimate, if you will, in the sense of, I don't have to focus on 11 other people. It's just you, you know what I mean? We're going to get there. It's just you all focus on you type of thing. Um, and usually the people that opt in for one-on-ones, and you can tell me if you agree with this, usually they're paying a higher ticket price. So they have skin in the game. They're usually yeah. putting their hard-earned money into it. So they mm-hmm. typically work a lot harder than harder for you than the standard group class member. Yes, because, yes, because um, it's more, uh, like you said, intimate, but it's more uh, I work out with you as well. So right. Okay. Cool. It's almost like you're doing a, a group class, but you're going with the instructor. That yeah. I'm not gonna. Uh, I, if I can do it, you can do it. So I right. train them. Um, on my model is uh, I train the uh, the body, mind, and uh, spirit through fitness. Because yeah. you can, your body cannot do anything if your mind is not there. So For sure. No, that's hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And by the time you get to the body, the body will reward you for all the hard work that you put it through. Which yeah. is when you sweat and that fat is burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. For sure. So I focus, I focus on the muscle. That's the difference I am from other other uh, trainers in my area. I focus on the muscle because the muscle burns the fat. People want to lose weight quickly and they think it's going to be cardio. Cardio helps burn calories, yes. But to keep it off, you got to keep on running. So yeah. with that being said, you burn the muscle, that muscle is going to still keep burning while you're sleeping, right. if you're working out late. So it's a lot of, a lot of detail to it. Yeah, I, no, I can, I can get behind you on that. I think in my own personal, like in, in me training myself, I've been in the fitness industry now for going on six years. So I've, mm-hmm. I've went through a lot of different phases for the most part, but I would say the one thing that I've changed the most is the last cardio. I hardly do cardio ever now um, because it's just, it's like my body made the most changes when I was doing progressive overload. I was picking up heavy weight. I was high volume, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's what, unfortunately it's, it's a huge misconception for newbies in the, in the gym world to to think, Oh, I got to get on a treadmill. And it's like, like you said, it's going to aid in some of that success, but it's not like crucial. It's not like, if you you know no, what I mean, I, I don't ever do cardio. Literally, no. quite literally, ever. And yeah, it's um, rare. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You can still. I mean, to cut you off, but you can still work out cardio during the um. You're lifting the strength. Yes, right. You're on the strength because jump roping. If you do that for uh, is it ten minutes? 
10 to 15 minutes, that's 30 minutes of swimming. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that. Yeah. So it's, there's different ways you can get your, your cardio and still strength built. At the yeah, same exactly. Time. Yeah, cool. Okay, awesome. So we, we fully understand the business model here, kind of what you're yeah. about, um, which I think I totally get behind it. I think your business model is great. What your mission's great. So let's, let's touch on this six months now in the brick and mortar, you know, mm -hmm. finally transitioned into having your own space, your own thing. How many current members are you serving right now? Clients? Uh, current ones. Um, I have a total of 50 now and paying ones right now because the pandemic now is going right. on again is, um, I'm back up to 37. Okay. So I'm, well, I'm down to 37, but everybody will be coming back within the time doing. But right now, actively 37 members, uh, both personal training and uh, group sessions. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So sitting at 37 active clients, you know, definitely, of course, we know the pandemic took a hit on a lot of people. Um, so with that being said, I'm, you know, I'm sure six months in, you're, you're still very hungry, growth oriented, you, you know, you oh, want definitely. more right? Obviously. Yes. So wh where are you um, aiming towards with that membership, that client count? Where where would you like that to be? Okay. As of now, since I'm still in a, uh, the year part of it, going to the year, uh, my goal is to get at least 100 clients um, actively paying. And um, that's my goal. I like to put my set my goals high so I can work harder. If I set it at minimum, I'm going to be um, very, very timid to be lazy. Yeah, and yeah. and I think there's there's and what's the what's the square footage of the facility? Uh, the square footage is only 1,500 square. Oh foot. yeah, and but still, that's that's for what you do. That's like perfect space. You know what I mean? Like yes. you, need, you need you need a box and some equipment, and your people are like you're good. Most people think yes. you need like big thing. But for, for what you do in your business model, that's like perfect space. So yeah. I think a hundred members. I mean, I think that in, when I listen to you, I think that sounds very obtainable. So with that yeah. being said, um, 37 clients. Now the goal is a hundred. What are we actively doing now? Um, to get new faces to the door, whether that's a referral system, paid advertising, how are we actively trying to grow that member count? All right. Now I'm, um, word of mouth is traveling fast. Um, what I do is after each session, um, I take pictures, um, just a group picture of the whoever that worked out that day with me in it. So uh, I post that on social media. So with that being said, I don't let none of my clients hit the scale. So yeah. you'll see your results. Don't you can be the same weight, but we look different. And yeah. a lot of people didn't see that. So um, now I'm doing that, and they see a lot of changes. Now they're being inspirational to others that's looking at them, doing the things while they're, uh, they're uh, people that's watching them, which yeah. I call them their fans, are watching them doing nothing and they want to try something. They can see your changes of all the hard work that you're doing. Yeah. Even though they don't show half of their stuff that they do. Yeah, so yeah. I do that. Um, I got Yelp. Um, uh, I did a little class. Um, um, to help out with marketing, it's called Bounce Marketing uh, Motor, and right, that's about it right now. Just a lot of yeah. word of mouth and social media. Which you know, you being within your first six months, yeah, it, 
usually, you know, that makes the most sense to really hone in on word of mouth, you know, organic marketing. But I think, I think it's kind of a weird place in the fitness industry because typically I would say most people in their first six months should solely rely on word of mouth, you know, being able to cap that out before they go and they're, they're, you know, spending money on ads. You know what I mean? I think with, I think with you being new and then it's a mixture of the pandemic, I think some people in your position right now are finding that they are having to opt into some paid advertising to speed up that flow. You know what I mean? Um, And I think it's hard because especially if you're new in the fitness industry, it's, it's, I'm, you know, typically I'm not great at the target audience. I'm like hitting the right target. I'm not great at that right demographic. I'm not great at that hitting the right radius. And I don't want to just flush money down the toilet. Are are you feeling kind of similar to that? Right. Yes. Yes. What I do, um, I actually, I'm different mindset of it. I don't, I want people that want to be here in the, the gym, not just yes. trying to fill it up because yeah, yeah. that will hit you later in the longevity because oh, you got sure. comp- yeah you have competition and I watch my competition a lot and they push and push and push and they fill the house up but they're not getting results. Yeah, and you know, with me this being my full time job and getting to talk to a lot of people that are in a position that you're in. It's interesting because I I do hear that a lot where people are like, yeah, you know, it's a mixture of, I know paid advertising works, but I I don't know if I'm confident in it. And I also don't know if I want to fill the place to the brim, which is fair, right? Like makes total sense. But you know, what I've explained to other gym owners before that I think is beneficial for you to kind of know and remember is you're the owner. Like you have, you can have the vetting process and just because someone wants you, doesn't mean you want them back in the nicest yeah. way, right? Like it's, yeah. it's yeah. your facility. So I think that's, that's important to notate. Um, and something else I always kind of like drop into to people that are kind of going through that same mindset right now is that um, with not wanting to fill the brim, what I think is really important is, you know, what's beneficial in that point is like, okay, I don't want to just cram people in here because people are going to leave they're not going to have good attention on them they're going to feel like there's no value in the facility but keeping it at a lower client count at a higher ticket price or giving them other options essentially the way i explain it to people is a lot of the time gym owners focus on cramming people in the door but not making the most out of their existing client so what i mean by that is you have the ability of where people can come in for group classes or you could upsell them into personal training one-on-one you know what i mean mm-hmm. or you could yeah. have the ability to offer them maybe in the future uh nutrition supplementation you know what yes, i mean I do that. yeah, yeah. I do. So I having the ability that. to do that is huge and mm-hmm. so you're making the most off of you know you have you have avenues to upsell cross sell your existing member which means you don't really need to flood new people in always. No, you don't. No. Yeah, I know right. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. because uh, I am a person, uh, I am a sports nutrition nutritionist, and um, I am a personal trainer as well. I do that. That's in my gym also. I have another room. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that is my avenue as well. And then also, I just started a, uh, a clothing line. It's called Coach yeah. Ray's Fitness Wear. Is so it, are you wearing it right now? Asking and asking, yes. They've yeah. been asking, so I finally got that, and that'll be launched uh, next month. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that going on, you use the people that's in there, your 
advertising it. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm taking, I'm going the smart way for longevity for the uh, my clients because I care for right. them. Right, right. They're not just a tool. They're not just, I don't even think of them as, I think of them as family. Every time they right. join, I have a fitness group. Um, I have a fitness class group on uh, uh, Facebook. And every time somebody joins, everybody welcomes. Then we talk about, you know, healthy stuff, um, things to jump in and join like an oxygen push or something like that. And we, we talk as a, a, a fitness club family. Right. So we don't have uh, that family base right there alone feeds the soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and, and that's your advertisement. Yeah. And, and you hear, you hear people say that a lot is, you know, that, especially in the beginning stages of the business is organic is so powerful, especially if you have a facility that has a good culture, you know, if if you don't have a good culture, then honestly, you don't have a successful business at the end of the day. So I think that's huge. And I also think, you know, will there be a time that you'll probably have to tap into some sort of additional way to speed up lead flow? Probably, but it's important to, you know, have that vetting process, stay true to your culture, continue to have good Mm -hmm. value in the facility. Now now you're doing apparel, which is a whole new stream of of things to kind of grab attention, which is huge. Um, Yeah. So I think that's awesome for sure. Because what I, what I always try to explain to people is, you know, there's a lot of facilities that miss out on having the nutrition aspect, supplementation, Mm -hmm. having, online even online accountability having having gear you know like apparel whatever it may be and it's like the way I always explain it is I know because I I mean I've been a client before I'm out going to GNC or a supplement shop if my facility doesn't offer nutrition then I'm probably getting a nutrition coach on the side Yep. And I'm, I'm buying Jim shark, Lululemon. So I'm, yeah. spending, you know what I mean? I'm spending yeah. money over here on the side where yeah, everything should be in the house. with someone else that I could have been spending with my facility if they offered it. Right. You know what I mean? Yes, Which, I do. So it's, it's people don't know what they need until you give it to them, until you present it to them until, you know what I mean? People don't know what they need until it's brought to them. So I yes, think and that's, that's the truth. Yeah, that's the truth, because um, I had a couple of my clients, you have to really pay attention to your surroundings, mm-hmm. that whoever walks into your gym, because they wearing something, that's what brought me to start the business for the clothing wear. Somebody yeah. came in with like a new sports bra or one wraps around their bellies for the waistline, it had somebody's name on it, or somebody had a gym name on it, and they took it off, because out of respect to me in the gym, they took the shirt off, but they didn't work out. I'm like, you know what? I guess it's time. I see the signs. So you have to see signs, but people will talk yeah. to you in silence. Yeah, for sure. So that's the difference mm-hmm. on that. So yeah. and then on top of that, you are your product. So I had to represent myself more, not just my personality, but more of apparel. You're like a brand so awareness. Yeah. Yes. Having yes. that so, brand awareness is huge for sure. And I think you that's know good the advertising. Exactly. Yes. And I think, you know, as, as time goes on and social media and, you know, everything around a brand becomes a lot more prevalent, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I talk to a lot of people that are like, social media is not my thing. You know, this isn't my thing, whatever. And it's like, as a business owner, it needs to become your thing because in yep. this industry now, and in this, this time of 
life 2022 it's it's prevalent social media presence brand awareness you know the first thing when someone hears about you what do they want to do they want to go to your social media they want to see pictures of the facility they want to see what you're about so it's important um same thing with ads you know i think a lot of time people think they need to have this big production for advertising but really people people just want to see the facility they want to see you being human they want to see what you're about and that's it you know what i mean it doesn't have to be this whole like hollywood production but you know what i mean um cool yeah so with that being said um you know i kind of see your vision as far as 37 clients now you want to get to 100 I kind of, you know, see the vision of the culture and the vetting process and, you know, the way the the route you're going in, which is awesome. So my question for you that I like to ask people, because I think it's super beneficial for the listeners is what is a bottleneck currently that you're experiencing as a business owner that you think if it was cleared out of the way, you can keep going towards success that it, it could slow you down a little bit. Uh. It has to be uh, just what's slowing me down will be uh, you have to make time. You have to make time. Sometimes, I mean, I do have this side gig that I call. It's a size. And uh, when you do got that nine to five still or you're doing something else, you have to put 100% of, oh, well, let's put not just 100%, but more time into your investment. And yeah. a lot of people push that aside. If you can work 12 hours a day at another place that you don't want to be at, but you only put in seven hours into your own business, that is the mindset part that um, a lot of people, including myself from time to time, because you're, you're, you're institutionalized or programmed for getting that steady work of somebody else telling you what to do. Yeah. Now when you flip it, it's just you just gotta get out, I gotta get out that cycle. Yeah. Uh, if you were working at a warehouse so long, you gotta get out that cycle of I used to just go in, clock in, work, get out. Yeah. Now you're you don't have no clock in uh, yeah. mechanism. It's just you getting up. So I switched that mindset and it's working pretty good now. But that was my that was for me personally, that was my uh, what you call it bottleneck <laughs> that was mine yeah because I was always working for others I was a contractor I was in uh, construction worker warehouse uh, I mean you name it I was working because yeah. I needed that steady income for my family right and um yeah and that's that that comfortability I got I jumped out the comfort zone yeah so, which is is really cool and I think you know like I kind of gave you kudos earlier to doing that especially when you when you come out of a corporate style job or a standard nine to five, where you're, you're literally, like you said, clocking in, clocking out, you're doing it just to pay bills. And, you know, you're kind of listening to someone else delegate to you most of the time during the day. But it's like, like you said, now the roles are flipped. You're the one delegating. You're the one making the decisions. And now it's, it's not like, it's a matter of, you can't rely on motivation you have to rely on discipline because yep. it's like, you know, you're the one that's making, making the world go around for the business, which I think it's cool that you were able to even shift out of that mindset because that's a hard thing to do is it to is. do that for just sure. To do it, yeah. Just to do it that fast. Even the part of just people paying me to do this, that part 
threw me off a little bit. I'm like, hold on, yeah. for real, yeah. you can do this on your own. That, but that's just the way I talk and think. And right. they're like, well, you're giving out all the secrets. Well, it's no secret because every, if everybody could do it, they would. And we'd be doing it. So, right. And that mindset, that's just a hard part, the mindset. I'm doing yeah. great now. So whoever's going to start, um, just, just think you're the boss. You're the boss. Yep. There's nobody going to fire you. Right, <laughs> you don't right. have clients. You fired yourself pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I love that. And I think, yeah, I think it's important to know, especially coming into a new business is reach out to, you know, like, if I always tell, I always say on this podcast, people that always listen to my episodes are going to be like, oh, here she goes again. But I always say, <laughs> you know, you don't know what you don't know. So, you know, grab that lending hand for a resource, you know, um, don't be scared to price yourself of what you're worth. That's one of the biggest things I see is yeah. people really under, they, they lowball themselves with their value. And, you know, I could go on and on about this, but like we kind of talked mm -hmm. earlier is, you know, you got to have skin in the game. People who pay, pay attention, you know, have, yeah. con have conviction in your products and your services and what you're selling ultimately at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's pricing yourself what you're worth. You're the boss now, you know, don't rely mm -hmm. on motivation. It's discipline now. So yeah, yeah for sure. So um, we're kind of nearing our end of our time here. So what I would like for you to do, Ray, is tell the listeners where they can find you on social media for Coach Ray's Fitness Club and how they can, you know, kind of be in the loop of what you're doing. Um, you can reach me at um, Coach Ray 33 on IG. Nice. Um, as just me and clients and my uh, my family, little family portraits. Uh, you can reach me at uh, Coach Ray's Fitness Club on, on uh, Facebook as well. And um, I think that's about it. I don't have a YouTube. Couldn't get into it. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, you can reach me personally if you're in the Akron, Ellet area, Akron, Ohio. Um, it will be 850 Canton Road, 44312. And uh, Akron, Ohio, and um, I'll be there. You know, if you're wanting to come in, just check out the gym. I'll be gladly give you a short, literally a short tour, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you <laughs> and show you what I'm about. Um, I am uh, just who I am. You got to be yourself. To all the listeners, be yourself. Uh, yes. If you want prices, uh, and that's the hard part for you. Go ahead and piggyback and jump on anybody's website that's doing personal training because minimum wage, when you get your certificate, it's a dollar a minute. So it's $60. I charge $50 just to throw out a price. I charge $50 for personal training just to get people to understand. I don't want you thinking about money too much, but you'll get your results, what you invest in yourself. Of course, it will go up in, in the future, but right now you're trying to get people in. You better make sure your quality is more than what you charge. So when you get to the point of charging you higher, it's worth more than what you charge higher. Okay. Right. So, and that's what I mean. That's the only way you got to start at the bottom. Don't jump at the top and your quality is terrible. Yeah. I get that. I hear that a lot from other people that come to me from other trainers and not knocking nobody else, but you listen to your clients. You have to. So, um, yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. Awesome. Yes, Ray. So it was a pleasure having you on the podcast today. 
Oh, thank you very much. Man. Yes, absolutely. For sure. So Jim Lords, I hope you guys gained some value from today's episode. If you liked what you heard today, like and subscribe on all of our listening platforms. If you want to take it a step further from there and be our next guest, you can definitely fill out the application form below. Again, guys, it's Ray Torrance out of Akron, Ohio with Coach Ray's Fitness Club. And Jim Lords, we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to gym owners who are in the trenches, doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic Tanahan, with my guest, owner of Anytime Fitness in Delta, Colorado, Beth Wright. How are you today? I'm doing well, Dominic. Good awesome. to have uh, be on. I, it's good to have you on. I am excited. Let's just jump into it. Tell us about your location, your anytime there in Delta. Um, well, as you know, Anytime Fitness is a 24-7 uh, facility that has locations um, all around the country uh, and the world. Um, it fits with Delta because we have so many shift workers here. Um, we've got the mines, hospital, Walmart, um, corrections facility, and we just have people who um, do not maintain a regular work schedule over time. And so this, this model of 24-7 really works well in our area. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's a unique area for sure. And I think in, in a lot of ways, everybody feels like their little part of the world, their city, their town, their neighborhood is, uh, is kind of a unique snowflake. But in an area like Delta, where basically the economy of the area depends on mostly industries that work crazy hours, they're not typical nine to five, that's the bread and butter that keeps the community going. It really seems like the 24 seven model fills a niche more than, more than just being convenient or being an option for people who are introverts or people who just like to work out at, at strange hours of the gym. Um, is it something where for you, I know the gym was established before you took over and we'll get into your history. Do you find or do you have the numbers comparatively to know if your quote like off hours usage is high compared to other any times? Um, I don't have those numbers. I haven't gotten curious um, in that in that respect. So I but I would assume that um, depending on the area, we're going to look a little bit different than some of the others. Um, you know, if I have a shift, you know, that gets off at, you know, 1030 and I have a big surge or, or you know, around 11, that may look different than 
um, you know, some of the other any times where it's just a smattering of people throughout the evening or overnight. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, are you from the Delta area? I am not, Dominic. I kind of grew up all over. Um, been in Colorado the longest. Um, moved from over from the Front Range probably 20 years ago, and then um, have lived both in Eckert and then in Montrose. Okay, and that in Montrose is about 25 miles south of Delta, where you are now. It is. Okay. Yeah. okay. And so I have this beautiful mountain drive both directions. That, that just sounds like the best commute ever. So let's talk a little bit more about your history as far as, far as how it pertains to you being in the fitness industry and then eventually becoming to an owner. Um, give us kind of the background as far as it relates to that. Um, never set out to be a gym owner. It wasn't even something that I had, you know, in my wheelhouse that I was even considering. Um, had started um, quite a while ago after a series of mouth surgeries when I got really thin. Uh, I'm trying to rebuild muscles in my legs, especially. And so I could feed my cows, put up hay um, without injuring myself and just started on this journey of transformation and then um, got into some competitive bodybuilding. Um, and then through a mentor, started doing personal training after um, my day job. I worked for a physical therapist as an office manager um, for about 10 years and was ready for something else. And it just happened that the gym I was training in, the owner there, um, asked me if I'd be interested in managing uh, this one if he were to buy it. And at that point in my life, I was not ready to work for anybody else again. And so I, I basically told him, I will if I can come in as an owner, a partner with you. And um, he was very agreeable to that. And my husband was agreeable to that, which shocked the pants off of me. He is not a risk taker. Um, but that's kind of how it came, came about five weeks um, we had the deal done, and I changed uh, changed careers. Awesome. So you already were familiar with any time. You knew what the model looked like as a consumer. Uh, you knew your business partner. You already had a relationship there. So it was it was somebody that you know you weren't just um, kind of flying blindly. And it wasn't just that you knew him. He was already established as a franchisee of any time at the time. Correct. Yes. Um, so, I had seen what he had done when he purchased the Montrose gym um, with it and was was very pleased with um, how he, you know, had um, kind of transformed it and uh, made it more community oriented. Got it. So that had to give you some confidence as far as, you know, taking, taking the plunge and jumping in. So you knew what it looked like from one side, you had, you know, your partner's insight from seeing what he had done. So you, you do it five weeks later, here you go. Congratulations. You got keys to the castle and it was a gym that was already up and running and for better or for worse, you know, that always comes with some great things and then some things that you want to change. Um, 
you know, as mm -hmm. far as operations go, as far as being an owner and having to be on the other side of the desk, so to speak, um, in the in the gym, what are some of the things that have stood out to you that you know that have gone the way that you expected them? And and were there any surprises, any things that you know maybe you didn't know that you were going to have to do, or maybe things you didn't know that you we're going to do that you like, like what's uh, expectations versus reality been for you? Um, because it happened so quickly, I didn't have a whole lot of, um, expectations. Um, and because I had a partner to kind of rely on, um, I wasn't flying blind by myself. I think it would have been a huge leap to take on the business side of it um, without um, more business experience in, in knowledge. I had managerial experience, but not, you know, the financials of, of the business side the same way. Um, but I think the main thing is we were so fortunate to come into a gym that didn't have good customer service um that was not managed by an on-site owner and to come in and do the kind of things that showed um you know a lot more uh respect and a lot more customer service um just in a in a real way we were able to come in and really value our members and i think we're fortunate to be in that position um, because the, the, the changes right off the bat, the feedback was super positive. Um, and, and not everybody gets that opportunity. It can be go the opposite way when a gym changes hands. And so, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just really grateful. We, we were able to take it in that direction without any pushback from people. Yeah. So you could see as you were as you were taking over uh, pretty quickly, a big opportunity that was right in your wheelhouse was not so much operational or, you know, even, even, I guess you could call it managerial, but it was really just the people skills that you could bring to the table that would probably translate to, into any industry that you knew, like I can, I can really wow these people and show them that we're coming in with a new approach. And just that was going to make an impact in the, just the overall feel and personality of the business. Yeah, and we had we had people who would come in that first week and they would just walk into the gym and they could tell it was different. And um, I think because I, I don't just see it as a business, but because I really love the gym, um, I love what happens in the gym, I love how people feel um, when they're in the gym. I love the process of transformation. Um, it, that it just, that changes the atmosphere when you walk in the door. Um, when people can see that, you know, the staff at the gym as a resource, um, you know, not just here to make sure they follow the rules. Got it, got it. Okay, so speaking of rules, Let's talk a little bit about rules and how they how they affect the processes um, that you have for the gym. 
Um, I guess we'll, I, I like to start at the beginning. The way my brain works is every client has a life cycle and, you know, we want to have more clients and extend that life cycle generally is, is healthiest for the business. So what works the best for you as far as getting, getting more clients, getting your name out in the community, making sure that if somebody wants a fitness option in Delta that you're it. Um, pretty much selling that 24 seven, um, open. And then that we're here, um, a lot to answer questions, um, just be totally available to people. So, um, if you come to my door and you say, I need two new exercises for chest, I'm out of tools or that dur during the day, if, if we're not busy, you know, one-on-one -on -one with someone else that we're just available for people. Most of our marketing has been successful. Marketing has been when fa whole families start coming in, bring their grandparents, bring their um, siblings, they bring um, their uncle. Um, that's been the, you know, I'll have someone join and all of a sudden they've got free, three friends that are, um, that they want to come with them. And um, that's kind of far outshined any of the materials we put together, the ad campaigns, um, anything like that. Okay. So once somebody does come in your door, they're a total newbie, they're, you know, they haven't been in the facility before they come in, you know, they're, they're ready to sign up. They're ready to go. Do you have a process in place that you take somebody through as far as onboarding integration, you know, becoming part of the family there in Delta? So when we ask a lot of questions and it's not necessarily exactly like the franchise step-by-step -step, um, what they would put out there material-wise. But I want to find out what what their goals are and um, kind of where they are in their life. And then we do offer a free training session to get them a plan to get started. And um, some people, you know, it's, it's totally up to them if they want to use it right away if they want to wait until they kind of lose momentum or start you know stop finding their way um you know run into a roadblock but that's just available to them at any time uh, once they join um sometimes they'll use it together like there'll be a group of three people join and so they'll end up with three different sessions that they all um participate in um in we find in this area, people are really independent and it takes a lot even to get them to um, opt in to those um, sessions, but um, just letting them know that that's available, um, you know, when they need it has, has really been good and um, getting people started that have no, no background. Yeah. And of course, you and I both know that if people do a personal training session or, you know, a couple of personal training sessions a month or a week, 
that they are eventually, you know, by nature of it, of the way it works, going to get better results long term. So we know that it's better for them. It's just a matter of getting them to, you know, to sometimes get out of their own way and and find a way to take advantage of that. Right. And um, did some, you know, we do a lot of correspondence um, with members, um, but just if someone hasn't been here for a while, just shooting them a, a text and say, you know, hey, what do you need to, um, you know, get in here? What's going on in your life? Um, that seems to be really helpful. And even when people can't come or don't make it a priority um, because of other stuff going on, if they know we care about them and they like it when they're here, then they'll keep their membership. And so um, that's kind of one of our, our goals is even if you're not making it in, is the gym something somewhere you want to be? And so you don't want to you don't want to get rid of that because each month you say, I'm going to get in there. Um, that's a, that's a, I know that's a good place for me. All right, cool. So uh, we have, you know, your general membership, the open 24 seven access, you have personal training. Do you have any other additional services that you offer or that you want to offer, whether that be group classes, nutrition, coaching, um, apparel, supplements, anything like that for, you know, value adds for the client that also could become revenue streams for you as the owner? Um, so we have, I would love to bring in classes and we've talked a little bit about because of the sh shift workers, because of, um, you know, people's schedules changing, you know, repeatedly that we haven't been able to keep classes full. So we've tried doing a series of like games in the gym that you can participate anywhere around the clock when you come in. And we've had a lot of success with people really enjoying them and people making change, but they, they just don't look like a traditional class and we don't usually charge for them. Um, it's kind of just a free, um, you know, offering of something you can participate in so that you um, are motivated to come to the gym and a way that you can uh, give your friends grief if you're beating them, um, which <laughs> people really enjoy here. Um, but we do a, uh, February is our uh, Rocky Balboa 28 day transformation challenge <laughs> and people, people, people can do that. Um, you know, not on, just on their own time on, on schedule. And it's mainly just to make the habit at the beginning of the year of coming to the gym. So you make it into the gym 20 times in the month of February and you're in for uh, fun prizes, then the transformation winners obviously get better prizes. Um, but it's just a fun deal. And I post a training uh, routine um, one week based on one of the training montages from one of the Rocky movies. And so people really like that because uh, they, uh, and uh, so that's, we do a, a muscle beach bingo 
where you get a bingo card and then you you get pick up um, bingo pieces as squares as you come in to the gym um, and you can win prizes for your bingos. Uh, we do a zombie race in October and that people really enjoy. Um, and just so every uh, month or so we've got something going on like that that's just participation whenever um, whenever you're coming to the gym. Awesome. So, Lots of things to boost engagement for sure. Yeah. All right. So and, go ahead. I was just going to say that the people that aren't participating are watching. And they like to see who's moving where and doing what. So um, it just it creates an atmosphere you know, where it's active, I guess, an active atmosphere. Yeah, 100%. So, so we kind of have a, a good idea of what's going on there in the gym right now and, and how you got there. What are the, what's the future look like for you? What are your goals as an entrepreneur, as an owner, and for the business itself? You know, whether that's in the next year, two years, five years, I usually don't like to project much beyond that because you know, the world changes too quickly, but what's on the horizon for you as an owner and for the business? So a lot of things depends on, on what happens in the area. And um, this is an area that since COVID has seen a lot of growth and I think it's gonna continue to. Um, it's still kind of a, a blue collar area, but I think that's changing somewhat now that people are more likely to be able to work from home um, remotely because this is a beautiful, desirable location. Um, I would, right now, we don't have much competition as far as gyms, but looking to the future, if the growth continues, we're gonna see a lot more of that. And um, we would love to be able to um, expand um, this anytime and actually move downstairs as well. Right now being taught, you know, just on the upper floor, we can't have deadlifting. Um, there's some things where we're limited, um, Dominic, um, just because of that second floor. So um, that's one of the places where um, I like to see us move so that we can accommodate more members um, with a more a variety of, um, you know, more lifting options. Awesome. Awesome. So big goals, big plans, and uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully you stay the place to be in Delta for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Awesome. Last question before we let, let you go here, Beth. Um, your time in the industry, I know you've been an owner for about three years now, but you've been in the fitness industry for a while. Um, anything that you wish you could go back and tell your younger self, whether it was, you know, while you were training, you know, when you were thinking about becoming an owner, um, anything you tell your younger self that maybe would benefit some of our listeners? Boy, that's, that's kind of a good one. Um, it's okay to fly by the seat of your pants. Um, that's how change happens and you do the most um, personal learning. 
Um, it's all, it's all right to not know everything. And, um, cause you never know what's going to happen and just make the people the priority and, uh, the rest of it will kind of fall into place. I like it. I like it. All right. That's all the time we have here. Beth, I appreciate you being on with us today. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Dominic. You're, you're very welcome. And to everyone out there listening, we appreciate you. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I'll be your host today, and I am here with Coach Rob from Morphe Inc. in Miami, Florida. What's up, Rob? How are you today? Hey, Bree. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Of course. All right, let's jump right into the details here. How did you get started in the fitness industry? What made you want to own your own facility? Uh, well, I got into the, fin- the fitness industry uh, at a very, uh, a very young age. At about 17, I was already working at my first gym. And uh, it's all I wanted to do. I, I knew the body pretty well as an athlete. And uh, I wanted to have my own hours, really. So I, I did that for quite a while before I decided to leave it all together because I was just burnt out. I, uh, I was going from one place to the other, condos, gyms, homes, and pretty much just didn't feel the energy. So I left it all together. Two years later, you know, long story short, I, uh, I decided if I'm gonna do it again, I'm going to have my own place. And that, that was mm-hmm. 15 years ago. So, and things have changed quite a bit since. But uh, 15 years ago, I decided to open up my own studio and pretty much put everything that I had learned into that studio as far as my, my therapy background as an exercise physiologist and as an athletic trainer, put a, a rehab type of segment to the studio, as well as a private and a group session, semi-private type of uh, sessions as well. 
I used these crazy revolutionized machines called the gravity machines. They, they allowed for me to do all types of training with all types of people and really engage their body and help them uh, become a little bit more aware of their body and what they can do with it. So it, it, it fused just perfectly with the whole therapeutic approach to a training type of uh, method. And, you know, I've been doing all types of rock climbing and kickboxing, everything that I've learned over the years, and I, and I brought it into the studio. So I, I have a, a one-stop shop, like I, I like to say. And uh, the purpose is to make, obviously, this person a little bit more clear and disciplined and consistent so that, you know, they feel better. They feel younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been like a, just a, a culmination of everything you've learned over the years, all of the kind of experiences that you've had, being able to provide those for other people, share those things and better people's lives, essentially. So now within the business, what does your business model currently look like? How do you structure things? Are we doing one-on-ones, group training, semi-privates? How does that work? Yeah, it, it, it pretty much starts with the client coming in either for a drop-in class, one of the classes that we have, which once again, we're working with gravity machines, we're doing group classes, we're doing bouldering classes as well with the rock climbing, but they also can sign up for a private session. And uh, sometimes they do combination of private session and group training. The group training I, I I remember back when I first started this, there wasn't really monthly on the group training. It was, you would buy a 10 pack or a 20 pack. And, you know, it was so much easier back then to sell a pack of 20 at $40 a class than it is now to just get somebody to pay 15, $20 for a class. So you, you start seeing how, uh, people start believing that the price should be cheaper uh, yeah. for the group sessions. And, and, you know, I'm sure we will talk about it in the, mm-hmm. over this podcast on how things have changed and it, it's a little bit more difficult for the client to actually realize the type of expenses uh, that a business has to deal with in order for you to provide something of quality, some, some substance that they can actually take and, and, make their life once again a better stronger healthier life yes absolutely so with that being said how do you structure your memberships are you doing a monthly reoccurring charge are you doing packages i do i do i I do i do a little bit of everything i've adapted to, to pretty much do monthly memberships where they're coming in once a week twice a week three times a week, unlimited. I have different monthly packages for them to, to choose from. I also have the ability to buy a package of five sessions where they can use at their own time. There's really no expiration to it, mm-hmm. but it becomes a little bit more costly for them, the session that is. And uh, I also have the option of creating a certain package that's personalized just for that individual. Because I have clients that come in first, initially on a therapeutic, for a therapeutic purpose, 
whether it be stretching or or just I, I have this old injury, I want to heal my my body, whatever it may be. I might tell them, look, you need to do a combination of training and therapy. So yeah. I will create a package just for them. And then it would just be me crunching numbers and whatnot. Right. Okay. So when somebody comes in to check the place out or comes in for their first class or their first session, are you sitting down with them and kind of taking them through like a, a diagnostic approach, especially because you have that therapeutic well, piece as well? Well, here's, here's the deal. Uh, when they just drop in, which usually most people don't drop in, it's not, I'm not in a, in a location where there's walk-in traffic. Yeah. Usually they'll, they'll drop in because they, they either read about me and I have re great reviews or they see me on class pass or one of the other platforms I use and they want to take the class. Mm -hmm. But, uh, but when they come in first things first, they have to sign a waiver. Okay. If they've signed a waiver, then we can continue to just pretty much few questions to find out who this person is right before I, I take them in on my class and I do what I have to do. You right. know, you'd be surprised they come in and they don't even tell you they just had open heart surgery two weeks ago. I mean, really yeah. that type of stuff. So, you know, you, you, you know, mm -hmm. you understand you've had the business, so you, you, you understand what type of client comes in through the door. And mm -hmm. so I, I always, I, I've prepped myself to, to be consistent with that type of thing and that type of questionnaire. After that, we begin a warm up and then I take them through the class, whether I do some stretching within the, the, the class or before or after. It, it just depends on what's going on and who's in the class. I'm all about creating a different class every day they come in. Yeah. I don't have a set class. I just mm -hmm. kind of do what I do. Right. Yeah. You know, keeps it interesting for people yeah, and keeps them motivated and, and coming back. Yeah. And that's what we want. So aware. what's that? It, it, it keeps them aware, yes. you know, present, because yeah. if, if you have the same thing going over and over, they kind of just subconsciously they could go just through it and, and go through the I don't want that. I want them to be there as much as possible, which is yes. another issue as a business, believe it or not. I, I, I believe as a business, unfortunately, it probably hurts me more than it helps me for the for the numbers of walk-ins. As far as my my base, my core, where it could be anywhere between, depending on the business, 10 to 30% of your business, those are the ones that I've had for 20-some years as clients. Mm -hmm. Even before I have my studio, they've been with me and they've They've come with me. So yep. that's that's obviously where you want to lie and you wanna you wanna feed that and grow that part of your business the most. Mm -hmm. But what happens is I believe this age, this day and age, where everybody is on the phone and they're here and there and they're spread so thin because they gotta do so many things, a class that offers them to think might be something they'll think twice about doing yeah right you know yeah. because they're like i don't want to think i just want to go and do it i want to burn calories i want to i want to hit exactly. something that's yeah. fine there's nothing wrong with that i just like to offer them more i like to get as much as i can and i also want to teach them so it, it becomes again an issue because most people don't want to learn they just want to do they want to pay you so that yes you, you just do it for me right, right. 
So I, I try to, I, I try as much as I can to keep those values of saying, hey, look, be true to what you do and, and why you do it. Mm -hmm. And and I believe that will make you successful. And it has. I mean, I've been around for 15 years. I've, I've escaped a few, you know, storms and yeah. gotten stronger over the years. So mm -hmm. I, I feel really great about what I've done and, and, and define those odds. And it's not really that what happens is you see a lot of these business, these new businesses that come in strong with the marketing and, and, and the promos. What happens is they didn't really know what the business was about. And then the yeah. margins are cut so thin that a year, two years comes, they didn't make the money that they spent for the place. Right. So yeah. they're out of business. They're out of business. And, you know, yeah, we, I love making my place look nicer more than the next guy. But it also, once again, it's a business and everything has to have a pace. Yes. So it's not easy. If, right. I, and I'm sure it's a that's balance. what you hear. You, you yeah. hear that. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, a lot of times it's, I mean, let's be real. We don't, a lot of times people within the fitness industry don't open gyms because they love business, right? They open gyms because they love fitness. They love changing people's lives. They love the training aspect. And then the business stuff kind of comes in later and it's like, oh, right. I didn't realize that all of these things would come into play. And sometimes it's too late at that point. So, you know, that's a big reason why we're here on the podcast to be able to share some of these experiences from gym owners so that other people don't make the same mistakes. You know, a lot of times those mistakes cost us a lot of time. They cost us a lot of money too. So if we can avoid some of those things along the way, then it's super helpful, but it's just, uh, Obviously, if you, you don't have a business background and, you know, that's not really something that you've ever dabbled in at all, some of these things can really kind of shock you along the way. And a lot of people do get into a situation where they open these large facilities with a lot of really nice equipment and then can't sustain a membership to be able to back it up and keep the doors open. So, you know, that tends to happen. Even the even the big gyms do it too, Brie. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you see these LA fitnesses and these U Fit come up, they're not making money. Mm -mm. What what are they doing? They're what they're doing is just destroying all the small businesses around them because they put the prices at such a, you know, I, I mean it's it's brainless. Like I, I I might even get myself a membership because so what? It's 10 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. uh, what's that gonna do for me, whether I go or not? Mm -hmm. And then that's the way they do it. And and yes, some of them might make a little bit of money, but if you think about it, you know, two years, three years go by and they change their name. Why is that? Or they're mm -hmm. not there anymore. Yeah. And that goes back to what we were talking about before with the value that you're providing. You know, when you're providing those classes that provides a little extra piece. It's not just people going through the motions and people are coming in, they're actually learning something. They're feeling some sense of accomplishment. That's what separates a smaller privately owned facility from those big box facilities. You know, they thrive off of people who don't go to the gym. Like you Most said, you know, why not get the $10 a month membership? I might use it. I might not, but Hey, I have it. It's convenient if I need it, you know? Um, but that's what separates the smaller gyms from those it's, larger gyms is that it's what value separates them. But, but what happens is that 
then they still, the client, mm -hmm. when I say they, the client still wants the big gym prices. Of course. Yes. What they see. Well, if the big gym with those fancy, you know, the fancy equipment offers it, why won't you? And then that's the misconception. Yes. The misconception is, and, you know, we can go down that line mm -hmm. uh, of what the client actually knows and believes you know, right. that's what really is. Right. And, you know, we could talk about all the expenses that a business, small business, even a big business, but a small business has from insurance to, you know, all the expenses of the machines and, mm -hmm. and, and then some certifications and everything. Yeah. The list is long, but you do with what you can to to continue to grow the business. And if the business is not growing, then you got to think twice mm -hmm. about what you're doing. And, and yeah. you know, every, every, every year something changes and you have to adapt. Mm -hmm. I've not wanted to go a certain route because of my values, but I've had to adapt. I, bending a little bit here and there, not changing yes. my values, but bending, you know, and I've, and I've tried doing promotions and I'm done doing promotions mm -hmm. because once again, what am I doing? Who am I? I I'm not competing with these guys. Mm -hmm. I can't compete with them. It's impossible to bring my margins down to a certain point. And then it's not a business anymore. It's a job. Because what I have to do as a business is get my staff and others, instructors, thriving and bringing more to this smaller boutique type of business. Mm -hmm. That's the idea. Yeah, absolutely. It's a it's kind of a, a hard it's a hard thing as a, a personal trainer or as a gym owner to set your prices and feel comfortable doing so when you are kind of surrounded by those big box facilities who are charging $10 a month. It makes it hard to put a value on what you offer and actually charge what you're worth. And this is something that I talk with a lot of gym owners and a lot of personal trainers about, and they're severely undercharging for the services that they're providing in a lot of cases to remain competitive with those larger facilities. But, you know, with that being said, and it, it kind of becomes like a race to zero, you know, because everybody wants to provide the highest level of value, but charge the lowest price. And right. those things just don't go together. You know, at some point, it's just like you're racing to zero. And once you get to zero, that's it. You know, you can't go any lower than that. And that's, that's when you get into those sticky situations and the doors end up closing. And I think it's important to keep in mind that there are so many people out there who need what you provide. And there are so many people out there who aren't necessarily looking for the big box gym. They don't, they go to the big box gym, but they don't get the results that they're looking for. And I think keeping that in mind at the end of the day, why you do what you do is to help people actually get where they're looking to go. And that's where the value is. And there are plenty of people that are looking for that. It's just, you know, you've got to, you've got to find those people and it can be challenging to do, but I mean, there are certainly ways to get the right people in the door that you're looking for, but it is, it is a challenging piece of, of the business and, and being willing to not kind of crack toward the, really low prices and 
the volume of people. Sometimes you, you can have a lower membership and a higher price and provide a higher value for the clients and get them what they're looking for. Um, but it's kind of hard to, uh, to, to grasp that and apply that in the business. You know, it's, it's, it's easier said than done for sure. I totally, I totally agree with you, Bree. Uh, that's what we deal with as, as uh, gym owners, uh, as fitness studio owners, it's that it's juggling mm -hmm. that. And, and I've, I've become smarter over the years. I, mm -hmm. I, I like to believe. And, uh, as, as time has evolved, I've evolved with it and the prices and whatnot. I feel right now where I'm comfortable because the numbers make sense where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Anything less would not make sense. Mm -hmm. And if things change, and obviously you, you as a small business, you can always do certain adjustments here and there for certain clients just mm -hmm. because everything is personalized right but you, you you cannot put yourself out there where once again you're either at zero or negative mm -hmm. and a lot of people do that and yes. unfortunately that's why they close shop usually mm -hmm. you know yeah but, yeah and uh, it's like uh it, it kind of gets misconstrued within the industry often that it's almost like it becomes like a badge of honor for a personal trainer to not be able to pay their bills and be working like crazy. And, you know, it's like, you don't have to do that. It doesn't have to be that way, but across the industry, that's kind of what has happened in a lot of cases. It's like, you know, you're busting your butt on a daily basis just to kind of, just to keep the doors open, working 12, 14 hours every day. You're at your facility from 5 a.m. to 9 or 10 o'clock at night every day. Um, and, you know, that that happens in a lot of cases, just trying to remain competitive. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, though. I, I mean, look, I came, I came out of school as a CSCS certified trainer. Okay, that's right. the top of the line, right? Mm -hmm. And the first real gym that I was going to work with, you know, they offered me about fifteen to eighteen dollars an hour, something like that. Now I wasn't having it then, mm -hmm. I, but I owned up. I went to another place where I, I loved that. I was like my my dream gym there, and I, I showed up in a suit and tie. Okay, to yeah. give you an example of what I'm talking about, and this is. This is something that, that whenever I see someone that comes in with that passion, that drive, that will to grow, but doing it right, mm -hmm. saying, I'm here to learn, but guess what? I'm going to, you know, I, I negotiated with that person from a 50% to a 70% the first day I was there. She looked at me, she smiled, and she said, you're hired. And I did that within the year. I went from a 50 to a 70% cut. And it was, it was because I showed her I was yes. there to work right? and I did things to grow. And that's why I opened up my own place. And usually that's what it takes to open up your own place. If not, you Absolutely. just want to try to go here and there, but it spreads you thin the going here and there. So, oh, yeah. but, but with so many small studios, I, I, I wonder why don't they kind of just like own up to saying, I'm going to take this studio that I really like, and I'm going to try to grow my business there. A gym owner would love that. Yes, but you, but you have to be a business person even mm -hmm. to do that. Okay? Yeah, but 
you know, and I, I try, I try my best when I hire to give them the impression or actually tell them, look, there's an opportunity here beyond, you know, beyond just being an employee. Yeah. This is your home. This is what your business is. You, you just don't have to pay the expenses. Yeah. How crazy it's is that? Better. <laughs> Even better. I wish this was around back my day. I didn't have to deal with the big gym and all that stuff. So, right. you know, there's so much opportunity to be, you know, to be actually grabbed here as a trainer, mm -hmm. as a trainer now. It's like, you can go anywhere now. You also have to be a business person and a business woman, man, as a trainer, because mm -hmm. there's a constant follow-up that needs to take place. Yes. There's a professionalism that can't become a relationship. That's part of the reason I stopped going to gyms. I would go to gyms and the energy was crazy. I mean, I was mm -hmm. surrounded by three or four trainers. They were all talking to their clients. And now I'm not talking about, you know, emotional kind of life coaching type of talking. They were just chit-chatting. Mm -hmm. And you can do that once. That's it. And, and that energy kind of just would bring all these different places down. The yes. I said, you know what? I'm going to build, build a place where the energy is always the way I feel it should be for a mm -hmm. studio, you know, absolutely, high, full of energy, all yes. that type of stuff. And it's, it's why I do what I do. If not, I would have left it again. Really. Right. Because I love this. I love it because I'm an active person and I love playing sports and, but I, I really want to run a business. I, I yeah. want it to be a business, not a job. Yes. The job is the one that I keep coming in here and I'm the only one doing stuff. The business mm -hmm. is when I have others growing. Yes. You know? Absolutely. So, and, I, and, and once again, the why is very important because the why is the purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that, then all the, the stuff that you try to put into the business, the marketing, the this, this, it falls short. There's no strength behind it. There's no real energy behind it. The, you know, it's, you can go to like uh, Apple. Apple doesn't have any type of promotions other than we are Apple. Our purpose right. is to give you the best of the best. Mm -hmm. You know it, we know it to so come buy it at high prices. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I started there, Bree. I, I, I started when I opened up, I started at high end prices. And my prices have come down. Why? Because now I have more studio, more, more expenses and whatnot. So I need a little bit more of that, that trickling in effect. So I give those class passes a little bit of a discount. You know, I, I try to stay away from the Groupons and whatnot, because that yeah. really just, it's really more for uh, uh, getting people in through the door. But at times you think, well, they're coming in through the door, but most of these people are coupon whores that only are really there for the coupon. It's not yeah, that they're going to stay. Exactly. You can't always think of it that way, but but for the most part, it is. So how yeah. much do you want to dedicate to that? Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a business owner, you, we're ready spread thin as it is. And, you know, let alone if you have a, a wife, and, uh, and a daughter at home, mm -hmm. that makes things that more complicated because you're trying exactly. to think about that as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lots of good stuff there, but to, to the point of 
you know, it's like you started off within the industry selling yourself as a personal trainer. And something that I think is so important that is overlooked so, so often within this industry is sales. Because people don't want to think about sales. Nobody likes the word. Everybody's like, ooh, I'm, I'm not good at sales or, oh, I don't want to make sales or, and you know, you have to. You know, that's how the doors stay open. Yes, you're selling yourself as a personal trainer. People, you know, you're selling yourself basically on a daily basis. You just don't realize it, especially when you go to get a job. You know, you went from a 50% cut to a 70% cut. You didn't do that because you just backed down and accepted what was there in front of you. You know, you sold yourself and you provided value and that was worth it. And it's the same thing when you're sitting down with a prospective client and, you know, people come in your door for a reason. There's always a reason that people are there and it's important to really dive into that and kind of break it down. And sometimes you have to push people a little bit and encourage them and show the value that you're providing them. And a lot of times people are afraid to have those conversations. They're afraid to learn sales essentially they don't want to do it it's like a scary thing and a lot of times i'm sorry to cut you off because i I totally understand and and you know back when i first started even before i I had my own place i would go out to clubs and i'd end up giving out two or three of my cards and i had a client the next day that's the type of thing that i i feel that you're talking about and and I, i grew up doing that everywhere i went I, I got myself a new client because mm-hmm. I was con- constantly selling myself and what right. I can do for you. Yes. I, I try to, once again, I try to mentor whoever is, you know, working with me and explain that to them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really feel exceptional now with my, my staff and my, my, my instructors because they feel that too, and they sell themselves constantly in a good way. You know, they they're they're there, they're present. They know it's business. Once again, keep it keep it professional. The right. relationship will grow, and it will become something more com- uh, comfortable. But you have to be careful how comfortable it gets. Yes. Because ultimately, it is a business, and you want to keep that person there as a business. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I totally agree with you. I, I feel that we've. We've also lost that because our communication is not the same. We communicate now through a phone. This whole thing of being personal and just speaking to you face to face, most people can't do it for more than 30 seconds. They're looking at their phone, they're looking away. Mm-hmm. So it's where that's where becoming a salesperson is lost. A salesperson yep. is that is tell me about you. You know, yeah. don't, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to sell you anything. I'm just going to ask you what you want. And you're going to exactly. tell me. And mm-hmm. they do, they do. They come in and you're right. They walk into the door and they're like, okay. But if you try to sell them on the wrong thing, you'll lose them. Mm-hmm. So instead of when they walk in the door and I start selling them all my services, I just basically ask them, what is it that you're you looking here? for? Why are mm-hmm. you here? And they basically tell you, well, I'm looking because my hurt. I'm, oh yeah, well, I'm a therapist. So why don't you, you know, come work with me here. I'll take care of your shoulder and we'll fix you right up. And so that is something that I'm not even going to, I took no business in school. I, it right. was all my sports med track. I can tell you about the body. I can't tell you about business, but for mm-hmm. me, Brie, there's common sense 
to yes. most of this. Mm -hmm. It goes beyond business, you know, 101 mm -hmm. or 102. So I, I just feel that most people, they lack that common sense because yes. it's like you said, you know, be presentable. You're, you're going to be around a client, look good and feel good and, and, and speak good. Right. And you will, you will keep that client forever. They'll love you. It, it goes beyond, it goes beyond a better price. It goes beyond even a better yeah. trainer mm -hmm. because you're there, you connect with them. Exactly. We, we're, we're losing that yes. every day more and more in a gym setting. It's so, it's ridiculous that we don't have that more and more because yeah. think about it, that's, you're going in, you have to trust that person with your life. Yes. People, you have no idea. I, you know, I make a joke out of it. And one of my clients really laughed about it. I go, you know, I've been in this business for whatever, 25 years, and I've never received a tip, Brie, but yet somebody goes and gets a massage and they give a, a, a therapist a tip all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they give you a great massage and they're there healing your body, but I'm healing your body too, but mm -hmm. we don't get tips. So right. you know, yeah. there's something there where people just feel like, once again, they're they're going to you, but it, it needs to be understood that you're there as something more than just a trainer. Yes. That's why since I, I began the business, actually, once again, back when I just graduated, I didn't even want people calling me trainer. I've let that go over the years. Yeah. I don't know what you call me, but yeah. it was always about, how do I separate myself from looking like this weekend certification? Yes. Not what, it's not what we are. We are professionals here. I, I don't want you to think that you're, you know, you're in, in the wrong hands. You're in the right hands. We're going to take care of you. We're going to make you feel great as well right. as look great. Absolutely. So, yeah. I think it's the brand of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's uh, misconstrued often, you know, sometimes people will say, uh, a trainer or, you know, somebody will say something about a real job, like, oh, I need to get a real job. And it's like, what makes this not a real job? That they don't want to make it a real job. Right. They don't, maybe they don't know how. And, and, you know, that's where as a business owner, I've also, mm -hmm. I've let go of trying to let them do it on their own. Meaning mm -hmm. maybe not, not letting them know as much as I do now, Hey, you have a lot of opportunities. It's this, this, and this, you know, you got to kind of chew it for them a little right. bit more mm -hmm. because maybe uh, just as time has gone, things have changed so much that we don't realize that a newer generation, it's not acceptable from any, for anybody my age or, you know, around my age, but mm -hmm. you know, somebody younger up and coming that they don't understand, you know, one, the business aspect of what it right. takes as a business, because, you know, once again, it's great when a trainer goes to a big gym and then they're making 30, $40 an hour. But when you come to a fitness studio, wait a second, remember that big gym is putting a lot of money that they're not even making back. It's just what they do. Right. They're paying for trainers that they can't pay for, yes. but it's because <laughs> they need them on board. So mm -hmm. that's where it gets tricky. And then, so what happens? A small studio has to give the cheap prices of a gym, but pay the high prices of a trainer. Mm -hmm. And woof, that's what right. kills the studio too. And yes. then what happens? Then the, the, the trainers are like, wait a second, you're not going to pay me this? Well, it's not that I don't want to. It's just I can't unless, unless 
you take this as an opportunity to become a business owner yourself without the expenses. Run it like a business. Let's go split. Let's talk about a way that I don't have to pay you. You make your money using my place yes. and you pay me. Mm-hmm. And that way it, it works. But, you know, once again, you, you have to see who you do that with. And sometimes you got to do a combination of both. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, the co- right now, currently, I have, I have somebody paying me for studio time. And then I have, you know, also independent contractors that I do splits with. Right. But, I mean, I, I, I love people paying me. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So now switching gears a little bit, obviously we have just transitioned into the new year. So what's, what's the big picture for you? What are you looking to accomplish within 2022? What are you really focusing on for the new year within the business? More growth, Brie, uh, same as every year. I'm very consistent. Mm-hmm. I, I do so many different things that I keep myself, you know, entertained as far as adapting and doing different things for the studio and always mm-hmm. bringing them different projects, different events. I'm great at that. I, what I would like to focus a little bit more on is once again, finding a way to, to keep my prices where they are and maybe even up a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I have been since the beginning of the year, because you know what? I, I, I gave the COVID price, but the COVID continues. So, yes. and I see that life down here in Miami continues and people are walking out of stores with, you know, uh, $3,000 purses. And mm-hmm. so really, wh- what are we talking about here? You're going right. out to great restaurants, what you spend in a, in a, in a dinner, you can have a whole month of training with me. Yeah. So there's no reason why the prices shouldn't be where they are when you offer something that's special. Yes. The key, the key is to to really how do I get out there uh, and and show this to to I don't have to say the world but locally. Yes. And and that's right now I guess my my biggest challenge to to find the right way of doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. Because okay. I, I yeah. I've done I've done a little bit of everything you know from TV spots I mean to to all types of social media and. I, I work it, I work it, I work it, but I, I, I'm very, I'm very careful now about doing it with uh, a, a price point in mind. I don't want to do that. I just want to put my, my concept and my vision out there and find those people that we were talking about that believe what you believe and right. have them come see me. But I need to get out as in front of as many people as possible to make mm-hmm. that happen. And I think social media, while it's it's killing us, it's the only way to do this because yes. everybody's on the phone. So, you, you know, you're in front of them. Use exactly. It. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to use it once again, uh, the way I think I should in this moment. And if I have to change things in the future, I will. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You got to get in front of the right people. And there are ways to do it for sure. And social media seems to be what's working best lately. So, all right. Awesome. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? On social media, it's going to be Morphe Life at Morphe Life, which is spelled M-O-R-P-H-E-L-I-F-E. And uh, the website is also morphelife.com. 
Perfect. All right. Pretty straightforward. So Rob, Coach Rob, rather, from Morphe Inc. in Miami, Florida. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. Thank you, Bree. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated about future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.